today I've got a really exclusive bonus for you guys. I've got one of the top cash flow experts in the space uh, with me today, and he's going to be showing you some really cool things that you need to be thinking about on cash flow. His name's Arnold Shields. He's from Australia. How are you doing, Arnold? Welcome. It's great to be here today, Kevin. Uh, Arnold is one of, with one of the top accounting firms down down under, uh, Dolman Bateman, and they specialize in helping Amazon sellers, primarily uh, guys doing seven and eight figures, uh, with their cash flow and helping get helping them get a grip on, on cash flow. But he's here today to show you some of the big pain points and some of the big issues that people have in this business. As most of you may have figured out by now, it doesn't matter how much money you have to start with, whether it's a few thousand dollars or $50,000, cash flow is king. And this is what gets more people in trouble than anything else. It's, it's a reason why, to be honest, probably 90% of the people in this business fail. Either they've chosen the wrong product or they don't do their cash flow right. And it's not fun for most people. They don't like looking at the numbers and doing all this forecasting, but it's critical. I always say this numbers, this business is all about numbers. It's not about how sexy is your product or how glamorous is your marketing. Yeah, those things do matter a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's all about numbers. And cash flow is a main, a, one of the biggest numbers that you need to pay attention to because it can make or break you. How much money are you going to have in your account uh, and how much money are you going to need in the future? And there's some basic software out there, and there's some programs that will help you do that. Uh, but one of the things that you really need to do is you need to do forecasting. And, and one of the best ways to do that is using an Excel sheet or Google Docs sheet uh, that can kind of at least give you the, ba the, the general idea. Now, this is not a substitute for a proper accounting program. And all the tools out there, including Helium 10, who has a, a nice uh, tool called Profits, which will give you a quick overview. But at the end of the day, everybody's, you're going to need, once you're up and running and successful, you're going to need proper accounting like Zero or QuickBooks or something like that. But he's, what Arnold's going to show you today is some really cool stuff on just forecasting and some things that you really need to think about when you're analyzing the business and, and getting into this and, and looking at cash flow. Um, so you guys are in for a treat. This guy is, he, he knows his stuff. He's spoken on our Helium 10 Elite Mastermind for the advanced sellers. He speaks at other events around the world. Uh, so he's really going to show you some of this might not be the most exciting, you know, because you're talking about numbers and forecasting, it can make your brain hurt. So if you're not, if this is not something that uh, you're good with, you can always partner with someone or get to hire someone on your team that is, or once you're up to a certain level, you know, his, his firm would be happy to, uh, to help you out as well. Uh, so, uh, Arnold, uh, welcome. Uh, and did I say that about right? That's what you're going to cover. Or is there, there's something else in there that I missed? Absolutely. What we've done is developed a cash flow tool that can help you analyze that. Today, I'm going to talk about that and how cash flow works in your business and some really some tips and some understandings that pe most people don't realize. And so we'll go into that. And the, the tool that we're showing, the spreadsheet, is going to be available if it's part of Freedom Ticket anyway. So it's a special version for you. Yeah, he's created a special version of their spreadsheet that you'll be that should be right down below in in this module. You should actually be able to download it right down below, and if you can download that right now, if you want to follow along, or this is probably something that you're going to probably want to go back and uh, maybe just pay attention to what he's saying right now, and then you can go back and rewatch the parts uh, as, as you start to uh, fill in the spreadsheet for for your business. So uh, I think that's a great idea. Awesome. So with that in mind, Arnold, I'm going to turn the floor over to you and uh, let you uh, show them what they need to know about cash flow. Excellent. Thank you very much. What I'm going to talk about today is cash flow and really how to simplify your business and really the issues involved. Now, there's so much to learn in Amazon business, especially when you're starting. And today I'm going to explain one thing that really helps you focus on the really thing, important thing in your Amazon business. But first about me, 
My name's Arnold Shields. I'm a partner of Dolan Bateman Chartered Accountants in Sydney. So chartered accountants are like CPAs in Australia. Um, we help Amazon sellers. So we've got uh, 700 Amazon sellers from all around Australia and around the world as clients, from sellers ranging in the top 0.1% selling multi-millions to people just starting. Plus, we sell on Amazon ourselves. Now, we started our Amazon business in late 2016, really so we could just get the data from Seller Central and properly advise our clients. And at the start, it didn't really matter how much we sold. We figured that we'd eventually get our money back, but we just wanted to know exactly the process to go through from setting up accounts to freight to PPC to selling strategies. And we run our Amazon business as a team building exercise. So everyone in the office uh, gets involved and it's lots of fun. It's really important in this business to treat it as fun. So now we're in, uh, now we've got uh, eight successful profitable products and plan to launch uh, 12 new products in the next 12 months. Plus we sell in USA, Canada, UK, Europe, Australia. So any issues that you face in your Amazon business, we'll deal with ourselves and help our clients with it. So today I'm going to talk about cash flow. I've been a chartered accountant or CPA for 25 years and examined thousands of different businesses. The Amazon private label business model is the best business model that I've seen. In no other business can you turn a small initial capital investment of $10,000 and turn it into a business earning a million dollars profit a year within four to five years. And you can do it with organic growth, no extra funding, no VC investment profitable from day one. And due to the negligible fixed costs and time involved, it's scalable like no other business that we've seen. Now, we have big plans for our Amazon business, and not all it's on Amazon, but we're going to use the cash flow from Amazon to fund other projects for our products. But we're not there yet. We still have to build up our Amazon business before we can think about those plans one step at a time. But there are naysayers about the Amazon business. It's too much competition. The Chinese are coming in undercutting prices or it's too late, we should have been here three, four years ago. I'm going to show you that all of that doesn't matter. I'm going to give you an advantage that will put you ahead of 97% of the other sellers on Amazon. Okay, so let's look at some of the statistics that Amazon have provided. There are 6 million Amazon seller accounts worldwide. Now, that's a lot of people all hoping that they can make money from Amazon. But of those, only 2.5 million have any inventory to sell. That means that 3.5 million Amazon sellers have zero inventory. Well, what happened to them? Like, did they just give up or maybe did they just starting? And there are lots of just starting, but not that many. When we started to look at our first products, we went back and had a look six months later and we found that half the brands on the first page had disappeared, never to be seen again. And this is a common theme against lots of markets. So out of those 2.5 million Amazon sellers with inventory, there are only 200,000 selling over $100,000 per year. That's 10 units a day at $25 a unit. So what happened to the other 2.3 million, million sellers? They didn't get to $100,000 per year. And we started working with Amazon sellers and we found that some common problems that prevented them from reaching their goals. They, these sellers had good products with good reviews. They had optimized product pages. They had products that got organic sales in marketed in niches that had enough volume. So what was holding them back? They should have been blitzing up, getting to the next stage of their business, developing new product lines, getting free cash from their business. So out of the 6 million Amazon sellers, only 200,000 or 3% were earning over 100,000.
sales, but 97% were not. The reason that these sellers did not reach their goals or get beyond the initial first stage of their business is cash flow. They didn't have enough cash flow to keep their products in stock. Now, there are many reasons why Amazon sellers run out of cash, which we're going to discuss later. But put it in simple terms for the moment, what happens when you don't have enough cash and you can't afford to restock inventory? Well, the product goes out of stock, sales stop, cash flow starts, and then you have to restart it. So some Amazon sellers have structural problems with their Amazon business. That means no matter how many times they try and restart it, there'll always be problems. So when we start looking at why people were consistently having problems with their Amazon business, we started to model that business out. And we're going to show you that cash flow model today. So cash flow is the number one reason all businesses fail, not just Amazon business. And fail in an Amazon business generally means they fade away and don't start again. Well, this is the 3.5 million Amazon sellers with no inventory or the 5.8 million selling less than $100,000 per year. So it's not about sales of products or competition. It's about cash flow. And most Amazon sellers and business owners do not understand it. Let's talk about some of the cash flow factors. The ability to grow and get your business into a position where you want it, whether that's delivering you $100,000 a year or $300,000 a year or a million dollars a year will depend on your cash flow. Now, your Amazon business has the ability to grow rapidly and be self-funding through organic growth. That is, you can start with a $10,000 investment and build it up to a multi-million dollar business. So these are the factors that are going to affect your cash flow. One is the gross profit rate, which is the gross profit divided by sales. Now, the, the key factor in your gross profit rate is really going to be your sale price because that's something you have direct influence over. The next one is the rate of growth. So the faster you grow, the more money your business will need. So the faster you grow is also going to increase your risk, but we won't deal with that today. And the inventory cycle is the third factor, how quickly you can turn your inventory around. But the really number one factor is really the gross profit rate, and from that, your sale price. The thing to remember with your competitors is they have almost the same cost structure as you. you know, FBA fees are the same, freight's the same, product costs might be one or two dollars less, but you'll often see competitors with a sale price of $10 or less. So let's look at this cash flow model, which you can download. Now, in this, we're going to just, um, we'll go through a bit in detail, but basically any of the yellow sectors you can change around. So the model is pretty simple. We just basically said, we're going to have, um, we, we can set the sale price and we're saying, okay, the daily sales is 10 sales per day. And we can, we've just increased the number of products that we're launching. So it's a pretty simple cash flow. And over here, there's, there's a dashboard which shows exactly how much um, we're going to earn from it um, based on the cash flow and the profit. Now, the one to look at in this model is the cash, the minimum in the year, okay? Because the nature of the cash of the Amazon business is that you're going to have to be buying stock, particularly if you've got fourth quarter issues, and you're buying that in June and August. Uh, and that's going to change your cash flow around. So that's what we're looking at. And if the numbers go red, that's a problem because you have to put more money into the business. Now, in this initial model, we're going to say, okay, after three years, we're going to pull out $50,000 owner's salary or owner's drawings and uh, $140,000 in year four. 
So just look at, let's look at some quick examples of it before we go into how it works because this is an important factor. So the first thing, this model is based on a 36% gross profit model and we've had, we're assuming 10% advertising. So basically it's a $15,000 investment. We're kind of reinvesting the profits each year. Um, it's four years worth of growth. Always cash flow positive. We can see here, there's no red marks. And we're going from uh, one product in the first year to five products to 10 products to 20 products, selling 10 units a day at a 36% gross profit rate. And we can see here we reach almost $1.7 million in sales. We've got $350,000 in profit. And we're able to take some drawings in relation to that. Now, this growth is massive, especially seeing it's organically funded. So let's look at what happens when we take the same model, but we just decrease the price a bit. So we've decreased the price in this model from $23 to $19, which reduced the gross profit rate to 26%. Now, what we'll find is that gross profit rate needs to be about 30% for you able to be organically funded. What happens? Well, the business goes negative. It requires more and more cash. So in terms of you looking at this model and saying, oh, okay, you know, we got to $350,000, but you're talking to your spouse, yes, dear, but we just need to put in an extra $30,000 out of the mortgage or you know, out of your savings to put into this business and then it'll be right because next year we're going to double our sales and it will all be fine. Next year comes along and we go, oh, we need to get $50,000 out of the mortgage. Now you repay it, but still, if you don't have that $50,000, you don't reach that point. You don't reach that level of sales because your product will go out of stock. Similarly, you get to the point where you're in year four and you go, we've got $1.4 million in sales, but we just need an extra 100,000. So this, in this case, if your profits, are, if your gross profit rate is too low, as your business grows, it's gonna need more and more money. Now, when you look at your competitors and see what they're selling at, you realize that this is their model. They're going to have to keep on putting more and more money into their business. And if you don't have that money to be available or don't want to put it in, then this is you've got to be really careful about this gross profit rate. So if your business model is such that you're going to go, I'm going to sell at a low price, I'm still going to make some profits, but not as much, and going to grow from there because we just get more and more sales, you're going to need more and more cash to do that. Now, this very factor puts you at a massive advantage over Amazon sellers because they, most people don't realize it. And they'll continue along selling their product at you know, 20% margin. They don't even have the ability to keep up with the growth, growth in Amazon, which is between, you know, depending on your products, between 25 and 50% a year. So let's look at what happens if we just sell less and maintain the gross profit rate. Same model as before, so kept the price at $23, um, and we kept the gross profit rate at 36%, but I just reduced the volume by 50%. So we still made the same profit. We don't necessarily get to pull out a lot of money, but it's cash flow positive all the way along. But we spent, we, we didn't, um, we're selling 50% less. So it's not always about 
selling more and more and more. It's maintaining that profit rate, especially if you're going to enable you to grow this business further. What we're going to do now is just have a look at the model itself. And so you can get an understanding of how it works. So what we've got is each of the yellow fields in Excel. So first thing to remember, this will work in Excel and in uh, Google Docs. It won't work in uh, Numbers, which is the Mac version of, of Excel. So there's just some formulas in here that don't work in Numbers. So you need to open it in Excel, hopefully a new version, or in uh, Google Docs. Okay, so we each of the yellow factors we can change. So we can change uh, the sale price, and it just applies. As across all of the years, we can then ch change the number of daily sales per product. Okay, so we just let's change that to ten, and all the numbers will change. We can change the growth of your business. So we can say, okay, rather than in year four, in this case is doubling each year, we might triple it each year, okay? So we can say, okay, we're going to triple the business each year. Okay, so we can change those numbers around. I'll change them back for the moment. Then we can, so that you can look for your particular example, we can change the cost prices around. So the cost of your product, the freight costs, the FBA costs, the Amazon commission. So we can change the costs. We can change the timing of how your business works around. Now, this will, this is based here on sea freight. So we've got 60 days freight to Amazon. So kind of about right. However, if you're getting supplied from, uh, from the US directly, you might be able to say, rather than the freight to Amazon, that drops down to seven days rather than 60, okay? So you can change that round. And then we're in this instance, we're saying, we want a minimum level of stock in Amazon. So we want basically five weeks stock in hand. Then we can deal with some of the expenses. Um, so we've got uh, PPC costs. So we've just made a kind of assumption there. We're saying percentage of the sales generated for, by PPC. Well, the advertising is 10% of our total sales. We can change the variable expenses. I'm just putting 2% there. It's kind of around that. It might be 1% or 2%. That would include things like some of these costs that you didn't pick up before. It might be uh, things like storage costs that might be in there. It's kind of bits and pieces, you might have some product launch costs that might be in there, for example. And then we can set the expenses and we can set the tax rate, which I've set at 30%. Um, you can change that round for whatever rate you are looking at and your, your capital that you're initially going to invest. And all this data then moves through to a profit and loss, this is kind of technical here. Um, most people don't look at this. Cash flow forecast on a quarterly basis and a balance sheet. Okay? And then an annual position. But really, most of the things we're looking at is here. And the purpose of what this model is, is so that you can understand, oh, what happens if we change the price around? Okay, what happens if we start discounting? Oh, we actually run out of money. 
What happens if we you know, get a little bit more? What's the minute? If we're running this as a business model, we need to think about it. How do we sit so that this business is already generating profit? If we think about what we're aiming to do here, the object of this is not to just spin our wheels and just generate this. You want free cash. You want this line to be able to draw you money in so that you can take that money out and put it in your pocket. That's the object of doing all this. You just don't want to be spinning your wheels. You know, just getting more sales and more sales, you want to be getting some money out of this. Okay, so let's look at a couple of other things here. So I'm going to give you an advantage. And this is kind of the secret that's going to put you ahead. The business with a low gross profit rate cannot grow as fast as a high gross profit rate business. The strategy of reducing prices to get sales is a short-term process. You might get it to get the Amazon wheel spinning, but then you want to be reducing, increasing your prices because that discounting is not sustainable. And so people focus on the wrong numbers. They focus on sales, not profits. They've got the wrong objectives. They want to get rankings rather than thinking about the cash flow. They're trying to run before they start walking. So mathematically, there's a whole heap of Amazon sellers out there whose business strategy cannot work. They just don't have enough money to make it work. They've got to keep, you know, those examples we showed before, we need to put in an extra 20, 30,000, an extra 50,000, an extra $90,000 each year just to keep the business running. You know, what's the purpose of that? Your advantage, remember they, those 3.5 million sellers with no inventory or the 2.3 million selling under $100,000 a year, they didn't know the first key principle of business, which is cash flow. And so when people talked about too much competition or this influx of new sellers, that's not going to matter to you because you know how to build a sustainable, profitable Amazon business. So what I'm going to do is just provide you with a quick roadmap um, so that we take into account and it's a way of considering just what you need to think about in terms of taking cash flow into account and what you need to consider. So the first thing is working capital. So working capital is the engine of your business. So in Amazon, it's cash and inventory. So if you've got a $1 million Amazon business in sales, then you're going to need to have $300,000 in inventory. So the models that we worked at, basically, if, you're, if you've got $10,000 worth of inventory, you're going to make about $10,000 profit. If you've got $100,000 worth of inventory, you're going to make about $100,000 profit. If you've got a million dollars worth of inventory, you're going to make about a million dollars profit. If you're trying to make a million dollars worth of profit with $100,000 worth of inventory, it's just going to, not going to happen. You just don't have enough stock to sell. So, Let's look at another example, just $100,000 in sales. It's going to kind of equal about $200,000 profit. So $100,000 in sales, $1 million in sales is going to need 140 units per day. So you're going to need to have about 90 days worth of stock, you know, ordering every three months. And then as soon as your stock arrives, you're going to order a little bit more because that's kind of what you end up doing. So you're going to order 110 days worth of stock as soon as your stock hits them, hits Amazon, you have to buy more because you've only bought enough for that 
uh, 90 days. So then you've got 200 days worth of stock at 140 units a day equals 28,000 units of inventory. At $7 cost, including uh, shipping, it's basically $200,000 worth of inventory. We work through all our models and this is where it ends up, this common thing. $100,000 worth of inventory will equal $100,000 in profit. And the object for you is to build your business from $10,000 worth of inventory to $100,000 worth of inventory. So how do we do that? Okay. Broken this down into phases because people run too quickly at it. They try and grow too quickly and build out their, their, their whole business too quickly. So when we're thinking about it, if you want to do this in a measured manner, the st start phase is your first product. And the object is your start phase, validate your product. You know, val uh, do people want to buy this product at a profitable price? Okay. So we don't want to be going, I'm going to launch four products all at once because you know, you, there's stuff you don't know. Um, we want to validate the system. You know? Does Kevin's system work? Can we get our products to rank organically on Amazon and get all organic sales? And this is the next important point. We want to stabilize the inventory. Now, keeping your product in stock as your product increases in sales and gets better ranking. So it might mean that your first order is 500 units, then 750, then 1,000, then 2,000 units. And then we want, during this phase, we want to be building up our cash reserves for our next product. Um, so we just start, we need to think about getting this money in stock, so enough cash so that we can keep our existing product in, in, in stock. And then when that is stabilized, that will generate additional cash for our next product. So at this stage, you're really learning about the market and where your product fits in. So the establishing base phase, this is your second, third and fourth products. Now, the object of this stage is to build up your working capital from, you know, to around 50 to $70,000. So it's 50 to $70,000 worth of stock. So you've got enough working capital to expand your business rapidly. If you try and expand your business rapidly and don't have enough working capital, which is cash and inventory, you just, you'll fail because you don't have that. We want to ensure you've got this stable platform to move on. So start phase, we've got it launched a product, we got it ranked, we got organic sales and we stabilize the inventory. In the establishing uh, base phase, we're kind of proving that we can do it again. Yeah, was the first, first product a fluke or can we repeat the process and do it again? So we launch a second product, stabilize the inventory, making sure that we don't run out of stock on our first and second product. And then we look at building the profits and cash so we can do the third, third product. Yeah, it's at this stage, talking about accounting things, this stage we start to put together more management tools in place. Things like Xero or QuickBooks, uh, A to X, to start getting those numbers in so we can really understand how much money we're making each month. And then the expansion phase, this is about taking your products from four products to 10 to 15 products. This is where you see your profits rage rise from you know, 50 to 70 grand a year to 250 to 300. This is about building up to a million dollar business. But you've got a stable platform. You've got your engine of your business, your working capital is to ready to expand. And 
you've reduced the risk of what happens if it doesn't sell because you know how to make your product sell and everything's not riding on one product because you've got a range. So this is a, a ramping up your business. Now at this stage, cash flow is still an issue. You've still got to keep a really tight eye on cash flow and this is where we start looking at you know, full inventory and cash flow forecasts so we don't launch our products too quickly, take into account seasonal factors like fourth quarter. And then the fourth phase is the consolidation phase. This is like, okay, we've built up this big business and how do we make it into a, you know, this is where you start looking at other channels and things like this, but it's really just, okay, how do we make it, uh, consolidate everything we've done, we've gone through this high growth. This is also the stage of free cash flows. So we, start, we can start pulling out the money on it. And, this is the time when you're thinking about, oh, okay, do we sell the business at this point? So we look about the four phases in terms of managing cash flow. We've got the start phase, one product, stabilise the inventory. Establishing the base phase is building up the working capital in your business, getting that three to four product. The expansion phase is rapid growth, going towards that million dollars a year in sales. And the consolidation phase is, okay, let's lock all this away and make sure that we, we've really, um, we're not going to lose everything that we've got built up towards. If we looked at it in years, basically we've got one year, two year, third year, fourth year. But where to now? Okay, well, that's up to you. But you know, lying on the beach is what we're kind of all thinking about and the freedom that this business can generate. But the important thing to remember is it's really cash flow and cash flow will determine whether you're in that bottom 97% or in the top 3%. So what did everybody think? That was some great stuff, Arnold. I uh, really appreciate that. That's something that nobody really talks about in most courses out there. They don't teach this. And that's why, like he was saying, most people fail. That's why you're seeing all those millions of seller accounts. Yeah, some of them might be some people uh, doing some little shady things or, or whatever, but uh, most of those are people that have given this a shot and it, it just it didn't work. Uh, because why did it not work? More likely than not, it's because they didn't do the cash flow right. So I just have a couple questions for you, Arnold. Uh, as we were going through that, uh, just for for the, the students here, um, can you explain what gross margin is? Uh, you know, we know what profit is, but what's what's gross margin or gross profit? When, when you're referring okay. to that, uh, can you explain what that is? Is that Does that include, uh, I know the answer to this, but I just want you to explain it. Does that include PPC? Does that include, what, what is that? Okay, so gross profit is uh, basically your cost of goods sold. So that's going to include the your unit price of your product for each sold, the price of the freight, the price of the FBA fees, the Amazon seller commission, and it's also going to include, you know, depending on which way you work it, you can include advertising in that, and you'll include some other bits and pieces relating to the sale of that product. So it might include storage fees, and we include uh, photography and things like that in the gross profit. So the gross profit is your sales less the cost of goods sold. So everything that required to get that product sold, and that will divide the gross profit. I know it's Yep. I noticed in your spreadsheet there, you actually had a, a line item that said for advertising, and you had signed uh, a cost of uh, like $2 in your example that you gave uh, in the advertising field. And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook is they're like, well, how do I know what my A cost is going to be or how do I know what to put there if I haven't done any advertising? 
And what I recommend uh, you, your target should be is you don't look at ACOS, you look at tacos. Uh, you put a T in front of ACOS, and that's total uh, advertising cost of sale. And typically, you want to get that in that 5 to 10% range. Once you add your organic and your uh, and your PPC in there, and that's kind of what you had, a $20 item, and, I think, or, and you uh, put about 2 bucks. So uh, that's a good estimate. Now, you're... It may go higher or lower based on your experience and how competitive your product is, but that's a, a good estimate. So I build that into to my margins. And so a lot of people don't do that. Uh, you know, that they, they you see people spouting out numbers on the Facebook groups and other places. I got these margins and they're, they're missing a ton of costs. Absolutely. Um, that advertising one, yes, it's, it's going to be between five and 10%. The object is you're probably going to be higher in the beginning. And then you're part of the object as you grow is to work out well how we, how do we get that lower or more efficient along the way? Um, if you can get it to five percent, fantastic. You, you're yeah. going to have to budget something there. So I noticed you like the example you gave. You gave a thirty six percent example as the, the profit margin. And your experience, what do you see? Yeah, you, you mentioned that you need thirty percent or more if you're going to grow pretty much organically. Uh, if you're not at 30% profit margin, if you're at 25%, does that mean that you're probably going to need at some point to either inject more money or get some outside uh, funding? Yeah, it's going to cause problems. One of the issues is, so 30% from our modeling seems to be where it sits. Um, so once you go below that, you're going to have issues. Now, it might not mean, it might mean that you grow slower. You know, there's other ways you can handle cash flow. You might just not grow as fast um, and that will enable you to maintain the cash flow. Uh, but if you're going at these low rates, you're going to need to put in more money. I mean, in some of these cases, you can't even keep up. If your margin is too low, you can't even keep up with the growth in Amazon. No, so you if you're can't. ranked number four in your, um, in your rankings or whatever it happened to be, and you just stay at that spot, if you're, you know, Amazon's probably growing at 25% to 50%, depending on what the product is, a year. So you can't even keep up with the growth of Amazon itself. Yeah, that's a mistake. And we'll talk about this in other modules a lot of people make is uh, you guys will see that in upcoming modules. We're talking about keywords and which keywords should you target when you're trying to launch the product. And a lot of people go after the big keywords. They go after something that's got a lot of search volume or it's very competitive. They have to give away a lot of units or do some sort of promotion, uh, discounted heavily units in the beginning to just to get to that page. And a lot of times they don't even stay there because they don't convert. But even if they do stay there, like you just said, if you haven't cash, if you haven't done the model right in the cash flow, you're not gonna you're not gonna have the money to stay there anyway. Uh, so that's why it's a lot of times it's better to target the the mid range and the lower level keywords, where maybe they are the five or ten sales per day instead of really trying to hit it hit a home run initially. Just get on base, uh, and then later on as your cash flow develops, then you can start going after some of these other keywords, and you can use Arnold's uh, spreadsheet there to model that out. Now, one of the things, though, Arnold, you have in the spreadsheet is what if, uh, you know, you had everything based at the same price. You know, if I could change it 20 bucks uh, and uh, maybe, uh, uh, you know, in year three, I've got 10 different products, but some of those are at 40 bucks, some of those are at 18. So would you recommend just using just for, this is strictly just a model. This is not straight on debt accounting, but it's just for estimating. Uh, would you recommend taking an average of that or what you think you might do? Or would you do each individual product if you're like, okay, I know I'm going to do five products or I have these five ideas and do each one as a separate spreadsheet and make sure they're all cash flow positive? Or how would you recommend approaching that? Okay. There's a couple of ways. One is we do have one of the tabs on that spreadsheet is a weighted average 
price model. So you can add in different products at different prices to work that out. But really this model is not determined as to, I think if, if you got to year three and looking at developing a whole bunch of different products, which is a long way away, then you would be doing a cash flow for that year to work out exactly what you're going to do. And we've got weekly cash flow models that kind of build all that in. Um, but this is really just to understand how this model works. So if we're selling at this price, what does it actually mean? Or we're selling at this margin, what does it mean going forward? Are we, have we developed the right business model for what we're looking at? Um, but yes, you can develop those complexities in it, but probably don't try and put too much weight on things um, for this model. There's other models we've got to enable it to do some of those more complex calculations. Yeah, so what he's saying is, uh, and I agree with this, don't overcomplicate it in the beginning. Uh, just get, get, get the basics so you understand the concepts and what you should be looking for and the margins you should be looking for. And then uh, once you, you start get up and running and start at, thinking about other products down the road, then you can fine-tune this a little bit more and get a little bit more granular and a little bit more detail. But the point of this uh, is to show you, like, get you thinking, like, look, I got – this is where I need to be. Like he said, you might not be able to start out there. You might have to start out lower to get your positioning or your ranking or whatever, but this is where I need to, to be uh, to have a chance at, at success here. Now, something else I noticed is uh, you didn't take a uh, one of your examples. You didn't take an owner's a salary until year three. So, you know, everybody out there on the internet is saying, uh, you know, sell, sell, your, uh, sell on Amazon and you can quit your job in, uh, in three months and go uh, live on the beach, you know, get to that step, step uh, four uh, there. Uh, so what, what do you recommend on that? I mean, I always tell people that if, unless you've got a huge cushion to live off of, or you're li willing to live, uh, on, uh, rice and noodles for, for a while, uh, don't be taking any money out if, if you can avoid it for at least the first uh, couple of years. And do you, do you kind of agree with that? Yeah. If you take money out before the business can really afford it and you basically stop your growth at that point. So if you get to the first year and think, oh, gee, I can take, take these profits, your business will stop at that level and it won't be able to grow. Um, so you've got to just keep at that job for a couple more years um, before you can start to think about things. The other thing to remember, it, because you're not relying on this money, because it all has to be reinvested, you can treat this business as a lot more fun. You're not depending on it to pay your mortgage. And... If you keep it as a fun business, then the, the things that go wrong, and there will be things that go wrong along the way, um, happens yeah, often uh, in our business anyway, then you just treat it as, oh, okay, I've got to change something, I've got to do something, but it's a fun business to be in. Um, and that's one of the things I like about it a lot. I mean, our Amazon business, which really just started as a, we just wanted to find the data on Seller Central, um, is just a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. And so that's yeah. the important thing from that. Yeah, I agree. I enjoy it too. And, and most, some of the most successful people that I know that have actually been able to sell their business for significant amounts of money uh, did exactly this. You know, they, 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 one, maybe it's a husband and wife team and, and the wife stayed at home and ran the business and the husband continued his job for a couple of years and they built it uh, up or, or maybe someone's kept working. You know, I know a guy now that's buying, uh, he's actually buying four or five different businesses and he still works his day job. And he's buying these businesses on uh, Amazon business on the side, and his day job is not related to, to Amazon or, or anything or investments, 
you know, this type of investments. So, uh, th- like you said, the opportunity in this, this is crazy. I mean, I- I've mentioned this before, but where you can take $15,000 and grow it potentially in four years into a million dollar business, there's just, that's almost unheard of. Uh, out there, and, and Amazon's only getting better. Uh, you know, the the people say it, it, as the as this torch pass. You know, what's the next shiny object? Should I be doing uh, Shopify or something else? And maybe you should, but not till like year three or four. But Amazon's still the best way to get leverage and, and, and to grow. Now, something else you you mentioned there is you kind of gave some rules, just ballpark rules of thumb. Like if you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of inventory, that means you should have about a hundred thousand able to make about $100,000 in profit. But now is that, just to be clarify, is that $100,000 in inventory over the course of a year or is that $100,000 sitting in the warehouse? Let's say you're working, you have an inventory turnover of four, which means basically every three months you divide 12 by four, every three months you're, you're replacing that inventory. So if I'm, if I'm, is that 100000 over the course of a year or is that 100000 at any given time or every, every turn? How, how's What's, how's that, that work? is that is basically a hundred thousand dollars in inventory sitting in your warehouse. Okay, so if so, I average, basically I'm averaging a hundred thousand dollars in inventory sitting in my warehouse or in Amazon's fulfillment center, pretty much all year long. Means I'm going to have about a hundred thousand dollars in profit, just as a general uh, yep, kind of ballpark rule of thumb. Yeah, so you might start off the year with you know, fifty or something, and because you're growing so quickly, it'll be a hundred by the end. But basically, if you don't have that much inventory, you don't have enough inventory to sell. So you you basically go out of stock. So you need to have the model we look at is you need to have that much money to uh, that much in inventory to be able to make that many sales. Um, that makes- and so it just continues all the way up. I've had a look at even bigger businesses, uh, businesses like Gucci and Nike. They still have the same ratios. Interesting. That's a good. That's a good uh, number to kind of tell you where you need to be at. If if you're shooting for a uh, half a million dollars in profit, you need half a million dollars in inventory. Yeah, and the the object changes then in terms of where you are. So if you've got you know, you start off and you've got $20,000 worth of inventory and you want to get to $100,000 in profit a year, then you need to have $100,000 worth of inventory. And the only way you're going to do that is you've got to change that $20,000 in inventory to $100,000. you have either got to make $80,000 worth of profits. So you make, you know, $7,000 in profit each, year, each month or you put in $80,000 in cash. Profits is much higher way to go. Is so, that irrespective of the the co- uh, the uh, the price you're selling something at? Um, if you've got a low margin product, that will be higher. Um, but chances are, if you've got a low margin product, you're going to have other problems. But yes, it won't matter all the way up. So that rule is kind of just a general rule of thumb, whether I'm selling a twenty five dollar item or a two hundred dollar item. Yes. Okay. Cool. And uh, just, I mean, you've, you've worked with, uh, like you said in your, the beginning, you've worked with a lot of Amazon sellers from the beginners all the way up to some, some pretty big ones. And you've, you've seen a lot of uh, behind the scenes and some of the, some of the, uh, the dirty secrets and the, the bad stuff out there. I mean, what, what if you could, are some of the big mistakes that you see uh, Amazon sellers make that uh, just uh, as a new seller, just be aware like, hey, these are the three or four things that you just got to be really careful of. Uh, don't do this or don't do this. And it can be specific. It doesn't have to be, you know, make sure you do your cash flow. But, you know, uh, what are some big things that you've seen that everybody should be aware of? 
Okay, the first one I see, especially from people starting new, is they're really excited about this. They've got some money behind them. It's usually the case with people with significant amounts of money behind them. And they go, right, I'm going this hard. I want to get to $100,000 a year quickly. And they launch three or four products straight up. Um, or they launch and they just don't have enough. They don't realize the cash flow parts of it. They, don't, they make the same mistake four times and they just <laughs> have too much stock. It's, it's basically test something, measure, scale it. So that's something really common. They basically go too hard too quickly. And that's why, we said, that's why I said, start with one product, learn from that, learn from the mistakes. You'll get better each time you do it. And then before you go to the next one. The other one is um, I've found people who uh, launch in the beginning with actually one product, but say three variations and similar problem emphasis they don't know where to push advertising they don't know where to push anything else like that so everything gets split basically three ways and they end up with three non-performing products whereas best to just choose the best variation or the best color which you can tell from if you do the studies and which color sells the best go with that one it's much easier later to piggyback the new variations onto a, a successful listing and you guys will see that when you get to the module on the Freedom Ticket test where I go through some of the criteria that I look for when I'm choosing products. And one of those, when I'm using like the black box tool from Helium 10, is I look for opportunities of, some, of products that don't have variations. Uh, but for the exact reasons that he said is uh, I don't want, I don't know what color is going to be the most favorite or which style is going to be the most favorite or if it's clothing, which size is going to be the most favorite. Uh, so I, I tend to stay away from those and then add uh, variations later after I've proven the one that's going to give me the best chance of success. Are there any, uh, a couple other uh, little common things that you see that uh, people uh, just really kind of mess up on? Okay. Um, yeah, we already do. The other one is uh, when they're searching um, for products, and I know you're going to deal with this, but they're thinking, I found this product um, and the, the competition is selling, you know, a thousand units a month or 2000 units a month. I'm going to go into this market. It's untouched. And they're trying to go into this market and they just literally will not have enough product to sell. So they can never be at that position. And they've got these unrealistic expectations of what they need to do. They generally spend too much money on something and go from there. But that's kind of the other one is people go, I'm going to try and target. They kind of reach too high too early. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, like we talked about in an earlier module uh, here in the Freedom Tickets, how much money do I need? And so if you've got, in, in the, if you've got $10,000, uh, $15,000, for example, uh, to start with, uh, I recommend that your initial inventory, you can divide that by two and a half. So your initial inventory should be about a purchase of about 6000 bucks. And so what a lot of people will do is they get, oh, I got fifteen grand, I can afford 1500 units because the guy what, what Arnold just said is the guy is selling a thousand a day they get into it they order those maybe there's something wrong with the product or who knows or maybe everything is totally fine and and they 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 do they follow all the steps in the freedom ticket they launch they get they get to page one they're like they're thrilled they got a good BSR everything's going well and now they're like what do I do I need to order more I'm going to run out of stock here much faster than I anticipated I didn't do my cash flow properly, uh, and now I've got to reorder more, and I don't have the money. Amazon hasn't paid me yet. So you're, you're dead in the water, and you're basically, when you 
do get paid from Amazon, then you place the order, but you're out of stock for a while, and you're basically starting over, and you just repeat this cycle, and it goes nowhere. And so that's why you got to be you got to look at products not based on how much you know using these tools like X-ray and some and and, and looking at a market of how much is someone selling is there an opportunity there? You got to factor in what opportunity can I take advantage of based on the money that I have, and approach your products that way. Uh, and it'll completely change your mindset. And you might find as you're doing your research that there's really good products that you're like, oh my God, look at this one. This is like a, a beautiful opportunity. I could maybe crush it here. But you look at your bank account or you're starting an investment. You're like, I, I can't do it. I don't have it. I don't have enough. Uh, you know, it's going to take, I got $15,000. It's going to take 14,000 of the 15 I have. And if you don't have another source of revenue, if you don't have a, a rich uncle in the background or another way that you're going to be able to tap that quickly, uh, then you're not going to succeed. Uh, and you hear these stories all the time with people that say they started with 500 bucks or a thousand bucks and now they're doing, you know, $2 million a year. And, and that's just, uh, it's just not true. Uh, they might have started with that. Uh, that I'm not going to say they didn't, but quickly after that, there's more money that came into the picture from somewhere. Um, and, uh, so don't be misled by these things. And that's why cash flow is so important. It's very important to take Arnold's spreadsheet. He's been very kind to give this to everybody in the freedom ticket, uh, and take that and use that, uh, to really give your chance to be- give yourself the best chance of success out there. Now, I want to really thank you, Arnold, for coming on and, and sharing this. And, uh, you know, when I, I first found out about you a few years ago, I was like, this guy is doing it right. You know, nobody talks about this. Uh, none of the other courses go into detail like this. They just, they just show you the sexy stuff. They show you the cool, the funding stuff. Uh, but nobody goes into like, what does it really take? And I appreciate you creating, uh, this, this, these spreadsheets and, and, and everything you've been doing out there to try to show people like, Hey, you know, treat this like a business and, uh, uh, and give yourself the best chance of success possible.